0: Well, bold Americans, there's a lot of voices out there that are vying for your attention right now. Perhaps you found my show and I'm a trusted voice. For that, I say thank you. But today, I'm not going to claim to be an expert on what's going on with Hamas and Israel and Palestine. I'm not going to claim that I have all the solutions and all the answers. But what I am going to do is I'm going to level with you from a common sense approach. I'm going to cover this in a way that cuts straight to the point and straight to the heart. There's not a lot that you could be smiling about in the world right now, unless you're really just focused on yourself. The world is completely fractured over in the Middle East. We got to get into it and it's going to be a difficult show. So buckle up. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You might need it. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Great, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrificed. Touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, go over to AmericaOutloud.news where you can check out all my colleagues' work, bring you America First stories. And let me tell you, this network is on top of what's going on in the Middle East with Israel right now and Hamas. And there's a lot of different perspectives and takes on all of this. If you listen to my show on Monday, I upset a lot of people with what I was stating. And I want to address that right at the top of today's show. I am calling for common sense and cooler heads to prevail. I'm not stating that what Hamas has done in Israel was in any way, shape, or form justified. But if I do not immediately call for peace talks and immediately call for a de-escalation, as well as an end to the terrorism, let's keep it balanced there, then what type of person am I the state that I believe in the right of other people's life? I would be a hypocrite if all of a sudden I don't call for peace. We should want a peaceful world. Instead, there are individuals right now that believe it is okay to be turning Gaza Strip into the next uh, (laughs) 15-minute city, because that's about all that's going to be left of it pretty soon. And the reason I'm pointing this out is, if you think that 2.2 million people are all terrorists living on the Gaza Strip, you and I don't have anything in common. If you think that innocent children being struck by missiles simply because we think that Hamas may be in the building, when I say we, I'm, I'm referring to Israel's attacks right now, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention to the suffering of parents holding their young children after these bombings. Are you watching the videos? Are you going online and seeing what's being posted? This is one of the most covered wars that I think I've ever seen. Shock and awe. And we're on the verge right now, as I said on Monday, and people disagreed with me. I wish that I could tell you that you are correct. And no, I don't have any great uh, qualifications to offer to you outside of the fact that this is what I do. I read and I read and I read and I study history. And I can tell you right now, we are on the brink of World War III as Americans. Why can I state that with you? Well, let's go back a little bit of time to September 11th, 2001 It can be easy to forget as the years have gone by the perspective of Americans in the immediate aftermath of that horrific day After that day happened there was the most uh, uncomfortable uncomfortable beings of sitting with anybody who might have a hijab on The Muslim community was experiencing Large amounts of hatred, despite the fact that many of them, the majority of them, had nothing to do with what was going on on September 11th. They were Americans. They were people that loved this country. But neighborhoods and friends turned against them. And that hatred really hasn't gone anywhere. Why? Because terrorism is a faceless attack against freedoms against liberty and so these hamas pieces of crap when they go up into the air and they come down in their gliders with their parachutes and they open up at a rave killing people indiscriminately when they start killing people and then taking videos of them, mutilating the bodies and posting them. I can understand why people would be extremely irate and hate anybody that might look like what these individuals look like in the region where they're living. But if you stop for just a moment and you think to yourself, let's put ourselves back at September 11th, 2001. After the towers go down and we find out that Osama bin Laden, his family, right? They're, they're in the United States. They, they ship out under George Bush <laughs> W. Very interesting. But the Muslim community at that point in time could have easily been under attack by the United States in major ways. In some neighborhoods, they were. But here's my point. If George Bush's response was we believe we have some terror cells in New York city. Let's bomb these two blocks. You don't think that there would be innocent people that are going to die during that. I said on Monday, this conflict is something with Hamas that goes back to 1987, but Israel and Palestine. I'm sorry. I cannot take sides when it comes to the Israel Palestine. I can take a side between Hamas and Israel. But Israel and Palestine are no, uh, they're not without blame in any of this conversation when it comes to the amount of people who have died over religion and borders. Despite the fact that countries have tried to set up over time and time again, peace agreements. Now the Gaza Strip is supposed to be the independent spot where Palestinians are able to live. There's just over 2 million Palestinians living on just 365 square miles. I talked about that on Monday show. So if you, if you want to know more about all this, go listen to that. I'm not going to rehash. When you start cutting off water to 2.2 million people, there are going to be innocent people that are going to die. There's going to be innocent people that are suffering human rights atrocities right now. Why? because it is a faceless enemy, just like September 11th, 2001. It's not an entire country that's claiming to be dictating war against Israel, just as it was an entire country that declared war on the United States when they knocked down the towers. It's a more complex thing than just simply we can throw some missiles at it. It is an ideology of hatred It is an ideology of evilness of which this world has seen over and over again throughout the centuries. And somehow we seem to have forgotten how we could possibly deal with this. All we have to do is look at the history books to find out what happens when an axis of evil starts working together. And right now we have an axis of evil that is forming in the middle east how do i know that well iran gave the okay to hamas in order to do the attack and there's people that are saying now that it's quite possible that iran also is funding this and weapons poured in from afghanistan now there were shells fired from syria into israel just yesterday tuesday night firing in and most of these shells landed in israel's golan heights according to the military and so they responded with artillery and mortar fire back towards the source in syria tensions are currently rising after gaza is being leveled in lebanon and the syria border there is hezbollah another terrorist organization in southern lebanon And there were 15 rockets fired from that area into northern Israel. Sirens went off on Tuesday into multiple areas surrounding the communities outside of Israel. Rockets are falling, killing thousands, thousands of children, thousands of innocents. All because why? because there's been a destabilized Middle East for many years. There have been individuals that have wanted certain outcomes for their own religious reasons and rights. But I'm telling you guys, and you know, this, this is a hijacking of what religion truly would want. This is a hijacking of people's faith in order to have more greed And so as I see conservatives saying, I stand with Israel and basically cheering on what's going on in the Gaza Strip, I have no problem with you standing up against Hamas and Israel. I have a problem when you don't realize that as the Gaza Strip continues to be attacked and people that are not part of Hamas are dying, you don't understand the principles of blowback. You don't understand interventionalism. And within the Middle East, as Iran, Syria, Lebanon, Gaza, and now Egypt are all coming into this conflict, and you have Israel with allies in the United States, Great Britain, vowing that they have their back, at what point are we about to enter into a world war that is going to end up in a nuclear catastrophe? Israel texted civilians on Tuesday saying, if you stay, you die. Telling they need to flee the Gaza Strip. Go to the south. Where are they going to go? They get to the south. It's a closed border. They've shut off the electricity, shut off the water. Egypt, they're saying, you want to come in here and bring in aid? We're going to bomb you. So you're telling people on one side, if you're Israel, get out. And on the other side, you're saying, but we're not going to let you get out. Does anyone else see the problem with that? Am I the only person that's looking at this going, this doesn't really make sense. And I guess war doesn't make sense. I get it. But Putin, Putin is now out there. He's blaming America. He's saying it's America's fault that Israel and Hamas has violence, and it's part of a failed United States policy. And this is the first time that he's commented. We haven't heard his words. He's been, of course, too busy uh, violating the sovereign borders of the Ukraine. But we know now that we have Americans that were killed in this conflict in Israel. And uh, Putin says... I think many will agree with me that this is a clear example of the failure of U.S. policy in the Middle East. How do you feel when Vladimir Putin is calling out our policy failures of the Biden administration? He's not calling out Donald Trump's failures during that time where Jared Kushner was actually brokering peace. Nope. He's saying that this is a failed U.S. policy policy of the current administration and maybe he's saying historically in that region on top of that there was a uh, a post that went out where uh one of the individuals that is high up in uh, uh, israel they one of their officials called for nuclear missiles i saw uh chris michaels he reposted it and he said, "How come this won't translate on Twitter?" And somebody translated, and I see the other news sources now are picking up on it. That uh, the uh, I think it's Tali Gottlieb, which is an Israeli lawyer and a member of Likud, which is a, a lawmaker that's also working and able to, uh, I guess, part of the the government there. They posted. Uh, she posted Jericho missile Jericho missile strategic alert before considering the introduction of forces doomsday weapon this is my opinion may God preserve all our strength and then another post I urge you to do everything use doomsday weapons fearlessly against their enemies they must use everything in its arsenal then On Tuesday night, she continued with her calls with only an explosion that shakes the Middle East will restore this country's dignity, strength, and security. It's time to kiss doomsday, shooting powerful missiles without limit, not flattening a neighborhood, crushing and flattening Gaza without mercy, exclamation point, without mercy, exclamation point. Wow. God have mercy on us. That's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen, we are on the brink of people that think it is okay when you have terrorists that are not an entire landmass in Israel that believe that they could use a nuclear weapon and wipe off the planet millions of individuals for what, for who and why gonna take a break right here we'll be right back it's a heavy show today i'm sorry for this but i'm not hearing people talk the way that i'm talking to you on today's show and i think that this is an important conversation if you believe it is too feel free to share the show with somebody else if you disagree with me let me know go on to twitter at real bolden send me an email greg at american happy to hear from you Want to thank you all for supporting the show. Make sure you go over to americaoutloud.store where you can check out all the sponsors of the show. By you supporting them, it helps bring all of the great content like the 24/7 America Out Loud Talk Radio Network available on all of your favorite app store devices. Just type in America Out Loud, you can download it. Listen to any of these radio shows with great programming as well as podcasts like this one. We'll be right back, everybody. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud Shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. I'm so confused, I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back, Bold American, second half of the show here on America Emboldened. Let's get straight back into it. Juice in Bello. Juice in Bello is the just war theory. If you're not familiar with just war, it goes back to Thomas Aquinas. Now, Thomas Aquinas came up with this theory back in the 1200s. Uh, it was really uh, came out of Aristotle's work as well. But there were three different requirements for there to be a just war, also known as jus ad bellum. And so, these three requirements are a war must be waged upon the command of a rightful sovereign. In terrorism, where is the rightful sovereign? On the Gaza Strip right now, is that a rightful sovereign? Do they all represent Hamas? I don't think so. Secondly, the war needs to be waged for a just cause or because somebody was wronged with an attack that had been committed. I think that Israel has every right to a just ad bellum war with Hamas based upon the attack that was brought on their people. And then finally, it stated that warriors must have the right intent to promote good and to avoid evil. Gaza, if people can't get out, is that promoting good and avoiding evil? And so Aquinas had this idea that a just war could be a offensive war and if there was injustices, it should not be tolerated so as to avoid war. Well, with the people that are cheering on the Gaza Strip being bombed and fathers having to hold their children as their bodies are lifeless, I have to wonder, are some of my listeners supporting World War III? Which side of history are you on? Do you believe that this is a just war? Can you look the other way if more evil comes out of attacking these individuals while you're promoting the vengeance against the wronged? There are so many people that I think would feel differently if the bombs were falling near their home because the terrorists lived down the street from them. And yet the tension, it's ramping up right now. Syria, Lebanon, Iran, and Egypt, they're all in this conflict at this point. Meanwhile, United States, Great Britain, Italy, France, and Germany, they've all pledged their support with resources. We've even moved our naval fleets and deployed them into the area. I'm simply calling for where is the sound strategy? On a battlefield, in a just war, violence can only be justified to the extent of which, which is necessary in order to end the conflict. Soldiers were supposed to avoid cruelty. However, we're seeing here that these soldiers there's a report that 40 babies were slaughtered, and some of them were beheaded, and families were burned alive, according to Israeli claims. Did that happen? I don't know. I just got to go with the claims of what's out there. I can be honest, it's tough to go with just because somebody said it happened that it happened nowadays. And I say that as a skeptic of some of the things that I've been watching. I'm watching footage where amid these explosions and rockets, there's fireworks going off. I find that very interesting and intriguing. Unless somebody can explain to me in some of these videos what exactly I'm seeing, it looks like somebody is firing uh, bottle rockets during these attacks as well, I question what I saw at the rave festival. There are videos now from Hamas that have been carefully edited and put together over the last five days. These terrorists had, uh, what's the word, I'm rigging onto their parachutes and uh, these machines they took up power gliding with the fan on the back. They had rigs for GoPros to film this. And the shots are being edited to a rhythm of explosions and death and destruction. Whoever is editing these videos was able to get the footage off the cards of the GoPros, which means after they carried out this attack at the rave, they met with a media team on their side in order to create more propaganda. That raises a big red flag to me. It raises a big red flag in the middle of all of this. When Israel's supposed to be hunting them all down, they're having time to ingest memory cards of footage from multiple different uh, terrorists and to edit that all together and then get it up online. Does anyone else not see the questions that I have in all of that? Don't believe me? Go watch the footage. Look it up. You can see the GoPros right on the front as they're going into the rave and they're killing people. You know, it looks more like what we would use in the military when we're uh, going in and uh, under the cover of darkness. We need to beam the signal back, except they weren't beaming the signal back. These were literal GoPros. Very, very strange. The other things that have me kind of scratching my head, Israel apparently knew that Hamas was planning on doing something. And I read an account of a person who was at the rave and the military after hours was nowhere to be found. These people are able to just swing on in with their power sales. And no one's coming, police, military, to help? Hours later, hundreds are dead? This person, Adi Kobe, or A.D. Kobe, he wrote a heartbreaking piece on thespectator.com. He was at the rave, it was 5 a.m., with thousands of revelers, he states, gathered in the desert. And around 6 a.m., they heard gunshots before they saw the terrorist and so they ran to their car to escape and they could hear the bullets flying past their heads. And as they were running, they could already see that there were many that were wounded and dead. And there was a road that was blocked with hundreds of cars trying to leave and the off-road deserts were impossible to drive on. So they decided to take to their feet while they were running. There were hand grenades thrown, more bullets. One of his friends was shot and killed until they finally got out an RPG and fired it at him. And 80 was hit with shrapnel. He said that he fell to the ground. He was bleeding and heard Rennie in his ears. And the people around him, some were dead. And so he played dead and laid on the ground as the terrorist walked through kicking the people to make sure that they were in dead. And so he held his breath or made his breath shallow. He said, according to his uh, account so that the terrorist wouldn't notice that he was breathing. And when they moved on, there were about five other people. They took off and they ran, and they hid in thick bushes, hoping the terrorist would not find them. And then, After six hours on the move, they still saw no police officers, according to his report, or soldiers. Look, I don't know much about Israel, but I do know they're supposed to have a very sophisticated military. You mean to tell me? You're in the desert, people uh, parachute on in, they've got weapons, they've got cameras. They indiscriminately start killing people. People are trying to get signals out to try to be like, Hey, we need help. And over six hours, police officers, soldiers, no one shows up. Israel is not that big. We're not talking about the United States here and you got to wait hours to get people there. They found a phone and they called the police and the army and police told them they were unable to reach them. So instead, they said, you know, go meet at this meeting point. And thank God for Adi and his four other people that were running with him. They finally were able to get down the road and meet up with an army vehicle that would drive them to safety. But they said along the way, they saw dead bodies scattered on the ground. This is horrifying, this account. But it raises so many more questions about how ill-prepared Israel seemed to be for an attack that they were warned about. Now in response to this attack, you have uh, Israel with a leader, Benjamin Netanyahu, who has been uh, off again and on again, the leader of Israel, the prime minister. And I can't help but think to myself that his own response within all of this after uh, spending time in the United States and Philadelphia, I can't help but think that he doesn't have his own vision and plan for what he would like to see as part of the reforms that he has initiated over his time in office. I mean, we can go back to, I think it was 1996. I was just coming out of high school around then when I believe he was in office. Again, in 2009, he re-entered office and then assumed office again in 2022 after about a uh, year and a half long uh, break of being out of office. But he also had been a leader of the opposition for years. Um, And uh, that got interesting because that was even in more recent years. Uh, he was the chairman of the Likud back in 2005, which is the young lady who now has called for nuclear war and, uh, his education was at MIT. Certainly a, a very, very smart individual. What is his end game for such a smart individual? He's got to understand that there are innocent people that are now dying as a result of his actions, his actions back, that it's not all Hamas that's dying. Does that matter? Juice and Bella. I don't know. I just don't believe that I can take a side in this war. I can take the side that Hamas is evil. I can take the side that what they did is absolutely heinous, grievous, and disgusting. But I can't continue to try to uh, make sure that people don't think less of me simply because I go, oh, I stand with this and continue the bomb Gaza. Nope. Not going to happen. Not on my watch. World War Three is about to begin. Everybody was saying that Trump was going to lead us into World War III. Remember a couple of years ago on Twitter it started trending like in 2020 before the pandemic? And everybody's like, "Oh, look what Trump's doing this." Nope. It wasn't Trump. We got the Ukraine-Russia war. Casualties there are near half a million. We have China that still would like to get back into Taiwan. We have Hamas attacking Israel. Syria attacking Israel. We have Egypt in conflict now, Lebanon. Anybody else concerned or is it just me? Meanwhile, you got people like Lindsey Graham who are probably right now absolutely getting a a hard-on for the escalation of the conflict because he can go and get oil and redefine the industry once again. Yeah, I said it. We have people that probably have never served in war. People that have never served even in the military. I look around at our society in America, and as I get healthier and lose weight and get fit, I can't help but realize that we have a very large obese population. I can't help but imagine the fact that The executive orders that the Biden administration reversed do not allow us to be as energy independent as we were. We don't have the oil reserves that the Middle East is to burn. Uh, We don't have the ability to produce right now in a uh, post-COVID situation. We have mentally ill people left and right. We are so focused on gender identity that I'm not sure we will be able to fight a war. We are allowing other people to fight wars with us by sending billions of dollars to the Ukraine in order to fund a proxy war against Russia because we don't have a strong enough military with people that would step up. We don't. Now, people that are in the military right now, I'm not trying to insult you. You are the strong. You are the proud. You are the people who has stepped up and answered that call. Talk about the rest of the obese part of this country that would cheer on what's happened in the Gaza Strip, not realizing that it might be them next needing to go over because we've aligned ourselves and declared that that is who we're going to back. Are you okay with that? Are you okay Parents, if your sons or daughters are then drafted and will die in war, are you okay if we're leading towards a nuclear annihilation? Can we pause? Can we think this through? Why is it after Monday's show, some of you sent me messages that how dare I promote peace talks? That what I saw was, or what you saw was horrible with Hamas and they should wipe all of them all off. Who is all of them? Terrorists don't wear badges. They don't wear uniforms. How are you sure that you're wiping just them? Caravac said it best. I have nothing to offer but my own confusions. And as I sit here, I'm just trying to figure this out like you, but I'm asking us to figure it out thoughtfully and not just think about what feels good with vengeance and justice, but what will be best moving forward? Juice and bellow. Are you supporting world war three? That's all I have for you today, folks. We'll be back on Friday. I'll be wrapping it up with uh, Chris Michaels to end the week. Got some content coming out on Twitter as well at Real Greg Bolden. Feel free to check it out. Hope I honored your time well. Engage in conversation with me on this. I'm not claiming to have the authoritative voice on this topic in any way, shape, or form. If anything, I just want to create dialogue and talk because I think, I believe, it's vital. You've been listening to America emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.